Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. That was Cutter. That was Cutter. She knows this. Yes, she indeed. I keep saying she, I know she, knows, she this. knows this, but I, I just keep wanting to call it. He knows, knows this. I know he knows this, this, but I know it. I know this, you know? <laughs> for the Office fans, you remember the episode where Kevin is trying to speak in like shorthand? Right. Yeah. Less, less time. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly, that's my life. Yeah, Hakeem's just... Kevin in that, and I want to say, I want to contextualize that in, in that sense. No, way. not in every in single way. That's far way. from true. Official, huge. <laughs> oh, man. We should do a podcast on the, episode, on the office. Yeah, why not? There's yeah, probably spin off with our video game. There are a ton. I was going to say. They're to plug another podcast on our podcast, the uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, who play Pam and Angela, have a office podcast called That's Office cool. Ladies. It's pretty cool. They're going like episode for episode talking about like behind the scenes stuff. It's pretty cool. Sopranos did that. Yeah. Um, it was interesting if you liked The Office. Yeah. Sopranos is dope. Here's something else interesting. Dumb. If you don't like The Office, okay. uh, in 1946, the first TV toy commercial aired. It was for Mr. Potato Head. Rest in peace. <laughs> you misgendered, dude. You misgendered. Well, that's why I said rest in peace. Mr. Potato Head now is he's just potato way in the past. Head. Yeah, he's now, Potato I, Head. And it's not even he. I don't know. He's a, he's a, they, are coming, a they, are, they are coming for Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> the, the liberals do not want you to enjoy Mr. Potato Head or Dumbo. Yeah. Can you imagine a world where Disney is not the main center yeah. of your child's life? Or what I saw on Mulberry Street or whatever the fuck that book I've never read is called. My name is Ben Shabibo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought we were gonna take that joke a little longer. Hell no. My name is Ben Shabibo. Seven percent of Americans um, claim to not take a bath, Jake, and I did the math because facts are feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings. According to this statistic, that means twenty three million said people never. do not bathe. It, it didn't say do not bathe. It said never, never bathe. bathe, or it just says never like bathe. There needs we need some more context in that one. Yeah. Does that mean they didn't take baths? Yeah, I want to know the frequency of... Because as hard-working Republicans, we don't take baths. We take showers. <laughs> it's true. There are, there are yeah, the more 332 you know. million people in the U.S., by the way. Well, I'm not trying to be... Like, this is no crack or no joke, but what's the homeless population in the United States? Uh, it's probably... Let's but, see. But that, but if, what is the homeless population in the United States? That would be pretty hard to count. Says uh, on a study in 2018, the HUD reported that there were roughly 553,000 homeless people in the United States on any given night, or oh. 0.17 of the population. So that's a small percentage on, of the seven. But that's on the street, and that's. I feel like that's not truthful. I feel like there's way more than that. And I bet there's a lot of homeless people that bathe more often than the people that were yeah. polled in this question on if they ever bathe. 100%. It's probably some dude. <clears throat> Have you seen those hoarders' houses, dude? Yeah. Oh my god, that's a, mm. that's a damn horror show. Yeah, we're just gonna talk about hoarders, guys. Yeah, we're gonna. We, this is hooks, lines, and whatever the fuck we say <laughs> it is. <laughs> hooks, lines, <clears throat> and um, sometimes hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> um, on a serious note, we're gonna be talking about Six Dogs. Yes. Um, rest in peace. His album, Ronald. Ronald. 
And we won. We were saying we were going to talk about this because I've been listening to his music a lot lately. Obviously, because he's passed. <clears throat> I was I was sad to announce that. Um, there's not a lot of press on this project, but um, I think that's just more reason to talk about it because there's there's no one else really discussing it. So it's it's good to remember somebody, especially because overall this is a very consistent album and it's a it's a nice listen. I would say. Yes, absolutely. Uh, before we get into that, is there anything, anything come out that you want to talk about or anything that um, we may that have I've missed? Been listening to, um, I've been listening to a lot of trance electronic music. Um, Aphex Twin. If you guys have not heard of Aphex Twin, there's a song called Window Liquor. Liquor. As in like liquor as in the drink or liquor, Lick. C-K-E-R? No, like licking. Okay. Uh, that... Which I'm assuming is a reference to cocaine. Okay. Maybe? Um, I don't know. It, is there? Can you describe maybe more of the song? Because I had heard people refer to the mentally as window liquors. Yes, as window. Liquors. Oh my God, no! I don't. It's yeah. not that at all. It, it, there's no lyrics, so okay. I I wouldn't assume that that would be the intention. What's the What's terrible. the, the connotation you, to cocaine? You know, now when you people like put like put the cocaine in their mouth, and maybe there's like cocaine on. Maybe it's not a window, it's usually a mirror. Yeah, I think maybe, uh, yeah. That's terrible. That's well, I mean, there's no lyrics, so I mean, you could call no, it whatever you wanted to. Exactly, and and if you see him, dude, it's one of the craziest things. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Okay, this um, is a double feature, yes. by the way. Uh, we uh, have recorded a episode about emo rap music, which yes. we talk about Six Dogs and a little bit about this project, so we want to... Not age ourselves and just right. put it all out together. So check that out after you're done listening to this. Yes. Also, here's Window Liquor. Okay. I mean, yeah, if there's no context, you can't really hate him for it. It's also came out like, he's been making music since the 70s. But look at that damn, look at this cover art. It's his face super. He took me about two seconds to realize that was a, a man's face. <laughs> he's, he's your To be fair. He's your um, Okay, I can get that one. Let's see if I'm just curious to see if maybe crazy when you look up window liquor, the first thing on DuckDuckGo that, that pops up is the song. That's right. Um, yeah, it says is an electronic musician, Aphex Twin. Hell yeah. Shout out to Aphex Twin. So Urban Dictionary. That's why you fucking got No, that. I mean, I, 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 was, I knew that there had to be, like, I couldn't just be making this up and, like, Urban contextualizing this for my whole life this way. Right. It said, Urban Dictionary, a person of limited mental capacity. That's, so that was a little more politically that's correct. derogatory, and it's not the intention. To reference The Office, I'm not going to quote the quote because... But if you've watched The Office, Michael Scott makes this determination of... He's not calling a person the R-word. Yeah, but Michael You Scott call your friends the R-word when they're acting R-word-ish. No, that's... Yeah, that's what, that was that's, essentially what he said. Michael Scott's an idiot. That's exactly why you should not have that take... Oh, I, I would not say that, but I'm I'm just saying like I knew that there was not I did not make that up. This podcast has gone off the rails. Yeah, we're window lickers. <laughs> That's not. It's not. We're Apex Twins fans. We just said that. All right, that's fine. Where are, are we wrong? I am an Apex Twin fan. Are you an Apex? I fan? am now. Hell yeah. No. See. We like the Apex Twin. All right, let's talk about Six Dogs. <sighs> Thank you, uh, Ronald. Yes. So just a little bit of a background to him. His real name was Ronald Chase Amick. 
21 years old when he passed away. Uh, it was reported at the beginning that it was by suicide, and then I think it, they kind of ran that back a little bit. They were saying it was a parent suicide that nobody really knew. I think now that's confirmed. That it's uh, suicide? Yes. Um, which is sad because he was very open about some of the mental struggles that he had dealt with in his short 21 years. Um, something I didn't know about him until doing a little bit of digging for this episode was that he, he did make his music in secret from his mom because he grew up in a Christian household, which I could kind of relate to. Like, I think now my parents know that I kind of like mess around with music, like not as a like career, as just a hobby. Um, but I, when I read that, I could kind of relate. Because, like, I remember, like, when I would get home from school, that would be the one thing, like, I knew, like, I had, like, an hour and a half to, like, go do before, like, my parents got home and I had to, I mean, it wasn't so much that I was ashamed of what I was doing, more so than there would be people in the house and I wouldn't be able to, like, produce a, what I was trying to do. Uh, And to find out that he did a lot of this in his bedroom is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, He, I think he was homeschooled. He was very sheltered, which I think growing up in the South, um you kind of can empathize with that, kind of understand where he's coming from. I feel like a lot of my friends were people that made music in their bedrooms, and he's like someone that I feel like I've met before. When I I hear his music, when I see his interviews, he was just, I feel like he was a typical kid. I think we've both talked about this. Um, We both come from a a Christian school background. You went to a private Christian school. I went to a private Christian school. Yeah. So we really do see a lot of people like that. Yeah. Uh, Very sheltered. I, yeah, I always tell like people that I still know that are kind of in those circles. Like I met worse kids in public school than I did at a public or a private Christian school. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot like a lot of people that are held back just because of what their their parents and the people around them think they should be. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's very. Um... It's, there's a lot of pressure to maintain appearances when you're involved in religion or even in certain um, any any time you have people that have like a, a way of thinking you you have to like suppress yourself a lot. I feel yeah, like. and I mean it's kind of hard to step out of too, and I can 100% relate to that or not really step out of, but like the perfect example is I wouldn't want my grandparents listening to the music that I make. Right, and I, I because like they're still kind of in those circles, and I mean no disrespect or anything like no love spared to my grandparents mm-hmm. but they're still in that those circles and I can kind of respect that so kind of putting myself in six dog perspective like obviously he was very vocal about his mental struggles he reached out to other struggling fans like it must have been hard for him to trying to like toe this line of okay I have these people that I want to make music for but I also have my mother who I respect and respect the reason she believes what she believes, like I, I can imagine him being like torn about making music. I think he he said she kind of came to support it over time, which um, I believe that parents well, are still driven by the. I think parents, as long as you're making money doing whatever it is you're doing, most of the time they're okay with it. Yeah, and I think so too. From like maybe things that I do that my parents don't necessarily align with. At the end of the day, like they still realize like that's my kid like like, at some point like his mom would have to draw a line and say okay I'm cutting you off or I'm gonna have to learn how to understand or respect what you do yeah which most people would rather not cut their kids off unless they're in a fucking cult you know yeah and I mean I'm sure getting to that point is long right 
long drawn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, when I read about that, I, I could certainly relate to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2016, he signed to Interscope Records. Yeah, I, believe, I think that was a big mistake. You I think? think? I think he. I I I heard Adam Twenty Two saying this, and Adam Twenty Two had interviewed Six Dogs. I think he said that Six Dogs was starting to kind of realize that maybe the signing a record deal was was like the worst choice that he made for his career. Which, looking at the state of his career now, it's kind of kind I of mean, wonder yeah, maybe it's, it's true. No. But also, I heard that he owned his masters, so. I don't know what's... Yeah, I'm sure maybe the early ones, because most of what he did was on SoundCloud, and if he did it self-produced, as the evidence would indicate, then yeah, I mean, he he essentially does own all of his masters, as a state would, except whatever maybe he did with Interscope. I don't know how that contract... I I was trying to see if you could see what this one was dropped under, if it was Interscope or not. Which which one is it? Ronald? I I think it is Interscope, because when I saw... That was what cued me into that first, and then I went looking for it to see kind of when... That happened, and I gotcha. No, don't be greedy. Let's look. Was it high hats and heartaches? Six Dogs Records. I saw one that was on Interscope. I don't know. Mm. Or maybe they let him put out under his own imprint. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. There we go. So Six Wolves, the song, or the the little EP that he did with Danny Wolf, um, that one came out under Mad Love and Interscope Records. Mm. Uh, Let's see if anything else. Some singles, the Pokemon Digimon song was under Interscope. Um, yeah, and then they come under Six Dog Records, which I guess is just his self-titled imprint. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see why an artist that picked up the steam that he did on SoundCloud pretty much self-built. I mean, I, that's always the criticism, like, oh, you sold out. Uh, I can't fault him. Mac Miller also was someone who was... I mean, Mac Miller's even is more tragic because he was so big yeah. by himself. And he thought, like, he said he, he went as far as he could by himself. So that's why he decided to sign to a record label. And then he put out Good AM. God, and classic. That, that was a great project. And then he put out... The Divine Feminine was sometime... I think that was the next one. That is where I was... Horrendous. That's where I, I kind of lost a little faith in him. Yeah. Even even um, swimming was it? Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of swimming until after Circles came out, and then seeing that one kind of yeah. Maybe if I went together. back to Divine Feminine now, I would get it. Seeing the growth, but I just don't remember liking it at no, all. The only thing I liked was the Anderson Pack. And uh, yeah, I like that one. And there's a but I I, 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 clowned, believe, but... I think what well, I was gonna say the 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 reason why I brought that up is Mac Miller and Six Dogs. I feel like their careers were almost in the same sort of place when they died. And um, that place was where the fans weren't really asking about them um, until after they were gone. And, yeah. And Six Dogs was even sadder in a lot of ways because he was still up and coming. It's still very early. Yeah, he, it was like a career stifled right. almost. Yeah. Um, like I, I think to me I have more of an emotional connection with Mac Miller. One, I think because I relate to the music a little bit more. Um, but one thing, I mean, with Six Dogs being so new, you didn't see this growth. I mean, I guess it's, it's different for every case because Juice World was, I mean, here and gone so quick too. Uh, but with Mac Miller, like we kind of grew up with him, like around the same age, like right. there's eras of Mac Miller music, whereas Six Dogs has always kind of been like this. And I'm, I'm a little newer to Six Dogs, so I mean, I'm coming from a different place than a Six Dogs fan. Uh, but to see like Mac Miller grow as we grew was incredible and then gone. 
I will say, if you're new to Six Dogs, I think this is a good introduction to him. Um, it's more concise than a lot of the previous projects. And um, I think it's very complete as a 13, is it 13 tracks or 12 tracks? It is. I believe it's 13. 12. Damn. 12 tracks. They're all really concise. He references names of songs within the track list on individual songs. Um, some of his best tracks are on here. Um, Post Malone is really good. Um, I like Starfire. That was a single. Um, I loved um, Spy Kids, Time Machine. When I was a baby, I when think I was. was a baby. I think that's the most impactful to me. Yeah, I thought the the hook was really cute. Well, I mean, it's a, that and a, it's a good introduction. If you're gonna make a self titled, like he literally started at the beginning. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know any other logical way to start a self-titled album right? than to I, literally speak of your genesis. I was going to say, though, I mean, I, I don't think it's that deep of it, unfortunately, because I don't hear anything in that track that really references no, really his the only life, other than him just saying... Dying his hair at 16. Yeah. That was the first... Like, I think that's the first line, like, yeah. dyed my hair at 16, something I was a weird boy. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah, you get little tidbits, but that's not anything... I mean, nowadays, if a kid died, if, if your kid came up to you, your hypothetical kid, you know. And oh, goes, I have several. <laughs> they wander. I ha I tell Jenna about my hidden family in Lebanon all the time, dude. One day she's going to come to my funeral. There's this, there's going to be one kid in the corner who has my face, but he's six foot eight. He's like, Dad. <laughs> and she's going to have to split the inheritance with him. <laughs> and then the reason why I was bringing that up, though, is you... Like, your kid coming up to you saying he wants to dye your hair, you're not going to freak out as a parent. It's not. But, again, not not in this day and conservative, age. If you're from a conservative Christian homeschooling family, dyeing his hair yeah. blue may have been like... Well, yeah, you asked, would thing. I? Would right. I personally? Yeah. No. no. Would my parents, like, in that era, been yeah. like, yeah, if I wanted to dye my parents' hair green, my parents would have been like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It, it, well, I think maybe they would have let me try to explain myself, because I, th I may have mentioned this on the podcast. My mom one time... Caught me listening to some music, I guess, at the time she didn't approve of. I don't remember this, but she tells the story. And she told me to, like, write her, like, a page paper on why I should be able to listen to that. Did and I, like, yeah, I gave her evidence, and yeah. Really? I think it was, like, some, like, metal. Like, maybe, like, Avenged Sevenfold. Like, that early into right. my music. I got you. Um, yeah, I, I got my parents. I got 50 Cent's The Massacre. Yeah, you got massacred. Said, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but and like then I had to go buy a Rob Thomas CD. I switched it for a Rob. I don't want to be lonely no more. That's like his favorite track. Uh, yeah, dude, hell yeah, um, that song goes. But no, my parents, I would certainly like if I dyed my hair green. I think that would have caused a rift. My parents would would probably start. Yeah, they freak out. Well, and your your family's background is from a way more traditional They're culture the same, already. Dude. Lebanese people and so South Carolinians are the same type of person, and I make this joke all the fucking time. There are the same close-minded, small-town people that just, like, they, you know, what I, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Not every South Carolinian, I'm generalizing here, but, like, if you go to Lebanon, I'm telling you, a South Carolinian feel right at home, other than they can't under, if they spoke Arabic, they'd be like, hell yeah, these are my kind of people, I'm yeah. telling you, dude. They have more in common than you think, believe yeah. me. I went back there, I was like, these fucking rednecks. Sorry. <laughs> right. I, I, I get yeah. Conservative conservative religious background, that's all you need to know. 
Yeah, the, I, like I said, I think green hair request would have certainly caused some sort of strife. Yeah, my parents were in, <laughs> in in the household for sure. So in that context, yeah, it, I could see him struggling with that. Um, apparently, and this is this is per NME magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit about his drug use was talked about and self talked about, but not as in depth as some mm-hmm. other artists. Oxys. Apparently, Oxys. apparently, he got addicted to oxy's after getting his wisdom teeth removed. Which shout out to you, you did not. I did not. They were going to give me a Percocet prescription, and I didn't Molly. end up getting it. <laughs> Repocet. Um, I didn't end up getting it. So that's probably how bad was the pain? Oh, the first day I wanted to punch someone. Like it was. Okay. But you know what? And also, I didn't go to sleep. So. Yeah. How tough yeah, you were not anesthetized. I was not. No, I, all they gave me was the local. Big word. And what the freakiest thing was, it was... So they they get this big-ass needle out. They shove that I'm in your out. gum. And then there's metal that they crank in your mouth. And then they... He's like... Yeah, that like holds oh. your mouth open? Yeah. I just, I just... I can hear it. And then, like, he was using a saw. And the smell of, like, my teeth. Ugh. And the saw. It was making this, like... It smelled like burnt hair. It was very... <sighs> Yeah, I mean it's the same type of material, isn't it? Like keratin. Yeah, I think so. yeah. I think you're right because I just I remember when I got up, my back was sweating. The, you know what I'm talking about? That oh, kind I know. of pain where you're like nervous. It was not fun. But after after the first two days, I was good. No. So I mean that that is how a that is a ga- a true gateway into pain pill addiction, yeah, like opiate I, addiction. I think surgery. I th- I really do recommend. Um, not to use this as like a platform, but I do recommend people just try to like use like I was using Tylenol and um, something else for pain that Jake knows that I take that. Yeah. Um, but again, it was all holistic medicine. I mean, that's that is a medicine. that's true. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a tea. Yeah. Um, no, I, I certainly like you said not to use this as a platform, but I can certainly agree with that. Know yourself is really it. Like if you have a horrible pain tolerance, I don't need Percocets. I, I can say that. Like, I really yeah. don't feel like I'm the kind of person that should should take that stuff. Unless I'm maybe, like, about to pass out. From yeah, me. I mean, it really is in knowing yourself, I think. Like, if you're don't, if you if you predisposed to not have an addictive personality and you need it because you have knee pain and you work with your knees, like, right. there's levels to taking it. But, yeah, if you if it's just a casual thing and you, you usually handle pain well, yeah. skip it. Yeah, and, and I was like, listen, I already am not going to sleep. Might as well just, yeah. you know, get through it. No, I'm that's rough. I'm healing up nicely, though. I'm, I'm, I'm eating back to eating. And that was about a week. It took me a week. About a week ago. <laughs> Shut up, Bobby Schmurter. It's yeah. free. Um, yeah, so that's a sad... If, if that is true, it was reported by NME Magazine, and that was not a storyline that I heard kind of circulating around his death. Um, so, I mean, do with that what you will, but right. if that is true, that is I truly think, sad because that is a well-documented problem. Pills are also just so doled out so easily nowadays by doctors. I think it's just a way to keep people out of, like, obviously hospitals are overloaded. Like, it's, let me just throw some pills, you'll you'll be fine. And then they continue coming back for them. Yeah. And then you have to take another pill for the first pill that you're taking. Yep. It's It's nasty stuff. It is. Um, Another thing I found out about Six Dogs that I can really respect and I certainly relate to is he does his own artwork. And that's mainly because obviously there's it's low budget at the beginning. Uh, I think Cole Bennett did help him with the butt cheeks uh, yes. cover. That's a that's also that's a great music video if you guys yes. haven't seen butt cheeks. Um, um, but yeah, I can certainly respect that because in the music that I do, 
I certainly respect like that's what that's my honestly my favorite part is creating the cover art. This is a piece of artwork that I found of his, and I made that my um my computer background. That's on, cool. I don't know if you can see. So like, it's a it's a couple that's being shot by Cupid's arrow, but the arrow's going through both their heads and they're like hugging each other, and also it's very animated. It's very wacky. Yeah, I think his art is super creative, and also the cover art for Takashi Murakami was also done by him, I believe. Um, I think I think his the reason why his music is so abstract and ethereal is because I think his mind and his passion was in other things, clothing, art. I really see him as like he really could have been like a lifestyle sort of artist, like Travis Scott. Yeah, or I can kind of see that with Kanye because a lot of what Kanye does outside of music is influenced in the music. And it's always, as of late at least, the music has kind of taken a backseat to the rest of what he's been doing. Right, right. I mean, obviously Six Dog was doing it on a much smaller level. Yeah. Uh, but th- that kind of artistry. Right. And also, I think Six Dogs, this, this album, like I said, it's very concise. It's wonderful to play. I would say in the background, like Jake and I were sitting outside on his, on his porch playing this, and I was, I was having the time of my life. It was, it was great for that. It's not one that I feel like you have to like listen to all the way through either. I think you can pull songs from this. Um, I think Post Malone is the best track on the project. By yeah, far. I like that one. I think Beach House is my favorite. Beach House is good. Yeah, and that guy that he had featured, Riz Levee. I don't know if it is just like maybe the filter that Six Dogs uses, like the auto tune. Sounds just like yeah. Him. If he's throwing his his filter on Riz Levee, but they do sound extremely similar. It could just be the their natural voices are similar. Uh, have you looked him up to see if there's I've, anything? I've I not. really haven't either. Uh, but I, I really liked um, when I was a baby. Everything, I mean, very ethereal. All of his music is that, and it's it's a vibe, like you said. It's something that you just kind of put on in the background. I really enjoyed that song. Very original to his sound. Like right. if you played me the beat, I'd be like, oh, this is a Six Dogs type beat. Right. Um, I really liked uh, Beach House. Like I said. Uh, one line, I, and I don't know if you caught it because some of the, the hardware and the stew here is new, mm-hmm. uh, but I love the line where he says, always making, play off a cu- always making plays off a couple KRKs. Oh. KRKs is nice. a, not a low budget, but it, it's, an, it's an entry-level professional studio quality that's hardware dope. company, and that's what the studio monitors are, and he said, always making plays off a couple KRKs. Yeah. Probably the most relatable I've that. ever had to a... He's very relatable. That's what I like about... Even his pop culture references, he was like 18 when he started popping off. Yeah. And he just makes a lot of references to like... He's talking about playing games like ukulele, which came... Which, I mean, I think he's talking about the instrument there. That sounds a good example. I'm a dumbass. Um, but Spy Kids is a good... Like, that That kids. relates to like our generation. Right. Um, he just uh, makes good pop culture Post references. Malone. Like, Post Malone. Post Malone is like... A mega I, uh, I like Genie in a Bottle. I liked Indigo Daydreams with uh, Taj Keaton. That was very smooth. Yes, Taj Keaton sounds like a like bravado Twenty One Savage, like mm. Twenty One Savage if he if he had the a voice. He had that like raspy. Yeah, like a Morgan Freeman, just like a deep voice. Uh, but like the inflection and kind of the styling was was similar. Which if these if if that is an Atlanta artist, which that is where Six well, Dogs was from, I you could kind of see the. Inflection, even though he was born in UK. Is the Atlanta we blew glory past day, that conspiracy. Is the is the Atlanta Glory Day over? Nah, they got little baby. Little baby's coming twenty twenty one. 
Uh, Atlanta just keeps evolving. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, we, that's, a, that's, a whole, that's a whole episode, is it the Atlanta music scene? The evolution of Atlanta hip-hop. No. And how it's fucking shaped modern music. Yeah. I mean, that, you could literally have series on Atlanta rap music. There are series on yeah. it. Dude. You hear, heard me here first. You're welcome. Yeah. You guys get to be in on the thought process. And now, don't mention the fact that a lot of the stuff we say doesn't come to fruition. Yeah, hit right, us up. If, if, we've, if we've fallen through on a commitment that you would like to hold us to, yeah. please follow us at HLH on Instagram. Send us a DM. Please do. But I think an Atlanta series would be very It would be very good. And, and since we are backing away from the more review-style stuff, a New York series, an Atlanta series... No. I don't give a fuck about Cali. The, no disrespect to Tupac. No yeah. disrespect to NWA. The beast in the east. The, hell yeah. But I would like to stick within the dirty south. And I would say that the dirty The dirty south, dirty. Dirty dirty south has just dominated hip-hop in yeah. general. Sound. No. Overall, as a posthumous album, mm-hmm. I think this was done very well. And mostly because, stuff. yes, in July, he... Six Dogs tweeted that he had a positive COVID test, that he had a headache, that that's all, but he was going to, he was good, he was straight, uh, but the album would be delayed. So if he's tweeting that in July, I would wager to say that a lot of this was complete I would say it's like pre-death. 90% done, yeah. probably. Because there was one song, Interstellar, that you said, that it was, I don't know that you said it was mixed poorly, it was just mixed differently. Play it for a second and just tell me if it just sounds a little different to you. And it may, I kind of liked that song, I, I, but really all I really liked was the hook, and that's where I drew the reference to Taj kind of sounding like 21 Savage. It sounds like chopped up Drake beats. What Drake beat is this? You know what I'm talking about? What song starts kind of like this? I could see it. Um, so it's off of Nothing was the, was the Same. It's off that album. Yeah. That, um, oh, I do. It's just, do a, like the, it's just a different vibe. And I, I think when we were listening to it, that's six dogs. It just sounds different. I'll skip the Taj. Yeah, okay. Love. Diamonds is. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. He sounds like UK 217. Yeah. Oh, that's just a 217. Yeah. No, I think. I don't know. You said at first that it was mixed poorly. I'm wondering if it's if that's a different song I'm thinking of. Well, it does sound like the whole vibe is different. I think, like I told you when we were kind of just discussing the episode, I think that it was maybe done at maybe a different time. Maybe, maybe. that was something that they threw on here. Like, it just sounded like it was done in different recording sessions. Yeah. Like, yeah, everything I mean, else has a similar vibe. And that was my only complaint, honestly. That Like, truthfully, if you ask me, if on the street, you come up to me, how was the Six Dogs? I'm going to tell you, it was good. Right. But it's very... It's it's exactly what you would expect. It's very six dogs. Right. Um, I really like you said. I like his references, but a lot of the songs are the same beat per minute, the same key. Like it just sounds like it, almost every song. A lot of them you could be eyes wide open, yeah. drown. Like you could just do a six dog song over like another it's six like, dog song over this beat. I wonder. I think that's the appeal of him though, because if you listen to a lot of his songs, it's it's really like simplistic. Um, I think I love the beats. I always like his beat selection because it's very, like I said, it's ethereal. I think he's the only one doing like pure cloud rap right now that I kind of fuck with. You know, I think Travis does cloud rap to an extent. But when I think of cloud rap, I do think of someone like Six Dogs who's more subdued in their delivery. A lot of it is very um, 
It's hard to grasp. It's very open-ended. He was as laid back as this beat was. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. quote Kanye. Hell yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean, just laid back. That's yeah, like, I mean. and that, I'm, that's why I can't really say that's a criticism. Like, but, that's it, what, but that's what keeps me coming. This is the kind of album, dude, where when you first hear it, I see what you're saying. It's very repetitive, but then there's something comforting about that that makes you go back to it again, you know? And maybe you find stuff that you yeah. enjoyed about it that you don't hear yet, you know? I've, every time I've listened to it, I've not skipped songs. Right. Like, that's not what I'm saying, but if, if you ask me to just give you one critique, that's really, really it. Like, if you're looking for something different, this is, it's not. But if you haven't heard of Six Dogs, I think this is the project for you. Very at polished. At the same time. Because it's polished, it has all the, um, all the, uh, sort of the bells and whistles that songs like Butt Cheeks and Fago Dreams have, um, but it's more concise he references himself throughout the project. He references different songs at different points of the project, which I think goes to show it was all made within, like you said, the same sort of a session or the same couple months. Uh, I I believe it's a it's one of his most complete projects. And certainly, I, I think "Hi Hats and Heartaches" is is a pretty complete project as well. That's when they came out in twenty nineteen, right? And it was up until this episode that I even. As big of a Kanye fan, mixed <laughs> like just missed totally missed the play on eight oh eights and heartbreaks. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, certainly, the situation is sad. It is, and it's sad because I do think he deserves a lot more praise and claim than he's receiving right now. But I wonder if Six Dogs is going to be one of those artists that um, people who aren't famous yet are going to reference as inspiration points. You know. Yeah, I hope so. I think so. I think that's certainly a possibility, uh, and I think too. I mean, like, yeah, I, the big. I mean, I think big, his biggest cosign besides the Interscope deal was what Cole Bennett did for him. Maybe he just didn't get get a look yet. Like he just right. wasn't there. I wonder. I also just from what I've seen in interviews, I don't know if that's his personality. He seemed like a very real, genuine person, and I think a lot of artists that part kind of dies over time. Yeah. Even Post Malone, like, as genuine and kind as I, <clears throat> I'm sure he is, uh, you get to a certain point where you're so big where the humanity in you dies a little bit because you're not treated as a person anymore. Yeah. Like, any anyone who comes up to me, if I'm as famous as Post Malone, well, I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to answer the same two. six questions, take a picture, sign, it, sign an autograph, and then they're going to tell me I fucking suck on the internet. To draw some similarities between kind of Six Dogs lifestyle and Post Malone, like, Obviously, Post Malone had an a album called Hollywood's Bleeding, mm-hmm. where he's very vocal about the things that he doesn't like in pop culture. He's been very vocal about his move out of California to Utah. Like, like you said a couple episodes ago, like you kind of seek solitude. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like P- Six Dogs and Post Malone, I think, are kind of like that. Like in the in the JRE, Post Malone's talking about how like he likes to be alone that's partly why he moved like they were they were referencing the yeezy ranch like how like that's the goal like to be out in the middle of nowhere with nobody uh i think that post malone was probably somebody that six dogs really looked up to right i think also i i'm kind of like this where it's harder to make friends with newer people um beyond the just the good impression good first impression you know it's hard for me to want to get to know new people yeah um, I want it. I like to get to know people in a business sort of aspect now where like if we're working together, we can be friends, but it's hard for me to just like, 
oh, this is this is Tom and Jan. Yeah. You your guys are gonna hang out this weekend. And I'm like, fuck Tom. Yeah. Fuck Jan. If if we're ever friends. I'm not coming to your barbecue. I don't even need yeah. pork. <laughs> you don't have beef ribs. Nobody ever has beef ribs. Stop inviting me to shit. Yeah, I, I have a hard time hanging out with, with new people. But then it's like, do I still do I still have fun with my friends like you, like Jackson, like my handful of people? Yes. But those are like the people that I, like I'm good. If that's my circle for the rest of my life, I'm good. No I, new friends. Yeah, exactly. And it literally would mean no new yeah. friends. I don't, yeah. I don't want you. We're good. If you, if we work together in the past and text me, I'll, of course I'll say hi. What he, who he's talking to is like the line of fans outside the window. Yes. He's like, I, we don't want All you. our stalkers. Yeah. Right now, they're hanging out outside the hidey hole. Please leave. Yeah. Groupies. Oh, That's what we need to ride out to is groupies by the future. Now we've talked yeah. about our groupies. Oh, no, man, it's just sad to think about. Like, I, I, again, much like where I was where I, when I heard about X and Juice World, like, I was remember just sitting on the couch when I saw that about six times. I was like, damn. And it's just that 21 lot, like, clubs, it's just stifled. 21 clubs taking over 27 clubs, I would say. Yeah. It's like 20 to 21 club. 20, was he 22? 21. 21. Yeah. 21 club, bro. X was 20? I don't remember. I think X was 20. Too Juice young. World I mean, was... all of them are too young. Yeah. I'm almost 30. We're closer to 30 than we are to 20 at this point. It's true. It's, it's true. We're closer to 50 than we are to... You want to do, do that? look at double again, <laughs> you're looking at 25 to 50... We're closer to 50 than we are to new life. At least, I would say at least we are a lot closer to 30 than we are to 20. Which is, uh, and and I'm now just knowing how, how many people die before that, that 30 mark is in, is insane to me. Yeah, I mean there's a lot, been a couple people that we went to school with yeah. gone. Yeah, it's so. very strange. Yes. But Indeed. rest in peace to Six Dogs. I think this was a great project. Um, I would I would give it a 7 out of 10. It's a, it's um. I would give it an eight because, I, like I said, if you if you twisted my arm to give you a critique, it would be that it's just very similar to what you've heard before. Right, right. I, the only reason why I give it a seven is because I think it's on par with everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Consistent. It's, I, this it's, is the project I think that I listened to in like its entirety without mm-hmm. skipping songs. Like, but that doesn't always mean like the project is amazing. That just well, means true. that it's unoffensive and you can throw it on and it's good and yeah. and that's what i'm saying it's a good listen a seven's not a bad score it's it's definitely i would highly recommend it to anybody who's looking for something ethereal relaxing with some good video game quotes in there and just a little bit more personal than some of his other projects as well yeah you know i mean for me i was more of a singles fan like i really liked fago dreams i really liked butt cheeks um, i did like takashi mirakami and it was really hi-hats and heartaches in this that I really listened to as a project. The Danny Wolves Wolf tape I didn't really listen to. Um, certainly, I mean, I can go back at this point. The project that he did with, with that had Fago Dreams on it, I'd listened to that one. I'd listened to um, hi-hats and heartbreaks in 2019. Well, it just reached an audience that was like so far, like you put me on to butt cheeks and like I think I even said it on here. I was like, I'm not listening to this song called Butt Cheeks. Mm-hmm. And then I listened and I was like, damn, this is like actually artful. But it was hit, like 
I've used Mikel as a litmus test, like for my music taste because and his. Mikel's younger than us, for the yeah. Record. That's why shout out to Mikel. He's he's a good litmus to see like if I'm if I'm still in touch with the youth. That was the first, to be fair to Mikel. He was the first person to show me six nine like before six nine was hot. Like he was in there like trying to play me Gooba and shit. Like before this was, I was like, nah, dude, I'm not listening. Like, what is this? Look at this part. dude. Yeah, um, I like that. I was I was helping some customers the other day and the floor squeaked and it was dead quiet and I knew like I, it was borderline they heard it or borderline they didn't, but I didn't say anything. I didn't know like should I say like that was right. the floor. And then when I was about to say it, I was like, 10 seconds has passed. They're going to think like, oh, it took him this long you to think of an excuse for <laughs> shitting on us. <laughs> I can vouch. That was his, that was his shoe. Oh, yeah, man, that's hard. You know which song we need to ride out to, by the way? If you, might, if you don't mind me flipping it. It's called the Audible. I know you don't watch Americanized football. Don't mind me calling it You communist. <laughs> we watch football. Here, not I root for Russian wrestlers. No, you root for the Steelers. <laughs> I, outed, yeah. I outed him. Terrible towel, still thro- terrible. Still rolling, man. man, they really, they really screwed it up this year. Not weren't they eleven and zero? Yeah, best record they've ever had ever. <laughs> and, then, and then they, it's like worse than the Dolphins, than Dan Marino's Dolphins. Oh man, yeah, it's bad. What's the song? So you're calling in with Machine Gun Kelly and Corpse that I showed you and Mikael. Okay, I'll play. Yeah, I'll go remind me. I'll I pull want, it up in the context. Um, no, but I use Mikel a lot as a litmus test, like you said, because he's younger. Uh, but I told the story on a couple episodes ago where we were going to the J. Cole concert and I was playing Butt Cheeks and he was like, dude, this sounds like a song called Fago Dreams. And like when you showed me Butt Cheeks, like I think I listened to a little bit of what of Six Dog was out and it didn't grip me. Like I was like, ah, this yeah. is okay. Um, didn't hit me like Butt Cheeks. Well, then we're in the car. He's like, dude, this sounds like a song called Fago Dreams. Fago Dreams is way bigger than Butt Cheeks. Yeah, and he played it, and I was like, no, nah, dude, that is the, that's the same guy. Yeah. Um, and we have pretty wildly different t- true tastes in music. Mikkel uh, really, like, I don't know if, I feel like Mikkel could listen to, like, um, a theremin and, <laughs> like, and, like, screamo with, like, 808s in the background, and he'd be like, shit, this, shit slaps, dog. <laughs> shit slaps. But, so then shit you, rides. but then you play him Kanye West, like, late registration. Oh, he's like, dude. garbage. Yeah, he it's hates hot Kanye. Trash. He yeah. hate. Maybe that's why the millennials just hate Eminem. Maybe they just don't. It's I, I'm with you, millennials. Fuck Eminem. I'm all for sacrificing him to the cancel gods. Nah. His, I don't give a shit about Eminem's, <laughs> Eminem's impact on music. You still, you don't listen to, the only song I listen to by him, the only album I like by him, and this goes. This is this. I'm gonna say this to piss off the Eminem fans. Is recovery. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna hate you for that. No, no. I, I, I think I think Eminem is fine. I think Eminem is like Tyler, where the the uh, use of the visual like use of like violence and stuff. It was so animated and over the top. But I'm not gonna defend his rich ass. He lives in a hundred million dollar mansion. Why the We're fuck talking is he about here? being removed from society and not being treated like a human being. Yeah. That is Eminem. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I kind of look at it like you phrased Tyler. Like, look at what they're doing now. Have you heard? Like, the, people don't know the genre horrorcore. I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off, but horrorcore, it was it was originally like an overly violent. Yeah, it was. It, it was insane. It was clown like posse came out. Insane clown posse came out of horrorcore. Like they are a subgenre of horrorcore. Right, and it's it's, it's just it's, shock value music. It's shock value, and and unfortunately, what we've come to find out about a lot of shock value comedy, shock value music, 
A lot of it has not aged well. Marilyn Manson is a good example. I mean, he, Marilyn Manson had, I would say he had some decent lyrics though. Like I could listen to There some was some artistry there. But if you listen to Turning Some of yes, but some of it is hard to defend. I right. that's I think that's what we're trying to say. But if you listen to Turning Kit, that's off of Marilyn Manson's first album and I I fuck with that song. Yeah, and the beautiful people is Beautiful. That, yeah, I mean, Sweet Dreams is a song remixed by the Eurythmics, but a right. remix from the Eurythmics. But, but yeah, he was using that Antichrist imagery yeah. to sort of invoke. What I'm saying is, like, I don't take it at face value. Like, I think with Tyler, look at what he's doing now. Little baby in the song says, "I don't judge by their faces; I judge by the heart, heart and mind." Like, yeah. obviously, you can see what Tyler's doing now. He doesn't care about raping people in his basement, right. like. He's not talking about that Yeah, stuff you look, that's what I'm saying. I think Eminem, like, obviously he is taking the imagery away from murdering his ex-wife. Right, and, and also that imagery can just be used to express his frustration with that time of his life. I understand that, but I think what pe- why people are canceling him is because at the end of the day, he's white, and he did a lot of cringy shit. Yeah. Up, has up has still done, yeah. yeah. Has, continues to do cringy shit. But also, he made Godzilla, so, you know, you can't hate him too much. Yeah. Could be worse. So, what have you been listening to? We've, we've, we've done on Six Dogs. I was going to say, I mean, I've obviously been listening to a lot of Six Dogs. A lot of Eminem, Hakeem says. <laughs> dear, dear Stan, I wrote you, still in column. Um, Fire. I love the, I love the um, Elton John version you, of Stan. Have you seen Fack is big on TikTok? No, it's not. Yes! Dude, people are using the. Eh, eh. I'm not mad at that. If people that's all making, that lives, no, then but I'm. People are making like, I I saw one girl do the whole gerbil part, on her TikTok. She was lip syncing it. I'm like, why of all songs, to blow up? If you don't know what fact is, don't look it up. Yeah, I don't no. recommend it. <laughs> yeah. No. We are against fact. I was here. about to make a comparison, and I was thinking it through in my head, and I was like, that's eh, not quite the same. I'll hold on to it. <laughs> It's it's so weird what TikTok gravitates to. Um, yeah. Aphex Twin, Six Dogs, a lot of future for some reason. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking my groupers. Um, Travis Scott, Antidote, Frank Ocean. That's my ringtone. Hell yeah. Still is. I'll never, I'll never change it. And a ton. Of, oh, have you heard this song by um Pierre Bourne called Planet Namek? No. No features. It's just Pierre Bourne. I'm telling you, it's kind of dog shit, but it's fine. I mean, most producer music, like, it's if they're bad. going on their own, it's bad. But but it has a, it's very, like, because I was listening to Six Up, kind of cloud rap list. Okay. Also, I love the name, Planet Nanny. Yeah, who did who didn't buy this beat that Pierborn thought? Okay, my bars will be good enough on it. Like the beat, I like the beat. I don't know who did. Who, who could you see over this? Uh, gonna, I mean, it, like just kind of the way he's riding it. Yeah. Like that's all I'm saying. Like who didn't buy this to where Pierborn thought that? Oh, he's, I can I can handle making, it. He's been making certain albums and oh. stuff. A lot of Uzi too. Uzi just. Always kills. Okay. Um, Jake's been listening to Ty Dolla Sign. I'm not. One through three. I'm not actually. I need to make a playlist of my best Dolla Sign features. 
Because yeah, that's all I really listen to. He's got some phenomenal features. Obviously, I've been listening to Ronald. Listen to a little bit of the Justin Bieber album. I like it much I better than Changes. Um, let's hey, let's review that next. Justice. Yeah. By Justin Bieber. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got yeah, it. we Dude, pissed Justin a lot of y'all off with Ed Sheeran, so yes. we'll do it again with Justin Bieber. Yeah, because there's a chance the rapper feature on there, and it counts as a rap album. Right? True. And Kid Leroy. <laughs> oh, another rapper. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Um, Burna Boy's on there. Uh, Daniel, he pronounces it Cesar, doesn't it? Daniel is Cesar, it really? or is it Caesar? I don't think it's I'd Daniel. I say Daniel Caesar. I thought I've heard. I don't know. Maybe people he's are just there? like being. Yeah, he's on there. Um, I, I think that'd be a good one. So yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Dope, Justin. Yeah, we'll piss Justin y'all. Thing. We'll piss y'all poppies off again. We we'll pissed you off with Ed Sheeran. We're recording tomorrow. Sure. Possibly. Let's do it. I'm down for right. for Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. um, been listening to ASAP Ferg, Four Seeds. Uh, a Machine Gun Kelly song came up, and I, now I remember. Remember before the episode, I was trying to tell you what like song right. got me all nostalgic. On uh, it was actually off a of general admission. It was um, a little more with Vic- Victoria Monet. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever heard this. It was it was big on the radio. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, it's so cringy. It, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Oh. So I, that got me back, and I went and listened to Lace Up, which that's got Wild Boy and uh, Demons with DMX. And, and a Tech Nine on that one, too. That's good. Um, Tech Nine has Edge of Destruction. four albums by this point. Yeah, Tech Nine has got like if you're a Tech an Nine ungodly fan, you discography. You yeah. Man on the Moon 3. Uh, still listening to the Black Puma self-titled. Trying to get into a whole lot of red... I still just listen to Metamorphosis and the Kanye song. You like Sky? Have you heard that one? I mean, I, I'm sure I have. If I you, just if it doesn't has not stuck out. That to one, me. that one slaps. Oh, it's, it's got a star. It's becoming more popular. Sky is okay. Um, still listening to Jack Boys, While the World Was Burning, Saint John, Man on the Moon Two, and still listening to That's Life, Willie Nelson, the jazz covers. Oh. Uh, not bad. I'm hoping that 2021 will come on strong, and we don't have kind of like the staleness we need of last year. Certified Loverboy. Yeah, we CLB. Need Utopia. CLB. We need Certified Loverboy. You can say it as much as you want. I said <laughs> the last time I said those three words in conjunction that that would be the last time that I would say those three words. You want you to, if you could choose between Utopia, CLB, and um, a, a new Kanye project that is not religious. Which one would you take? A utopia. I mean, you would take Utopia no over any of them? Yeah, I could give a fuck about a Drake album. What about Kanye? Truthfully. Kanye is... Oh, we'll get it when we get it. Awesome. I, okay, let me do another three then. Got a new Kanye project, CLB, or a new Tyler project? What was the... I got the Tyler and the... Tyler, new Kanye, or CLB? New Kanye. New Kanye? Yeah. Really? Over yeah, because... Okay. Yeah, Tyler... And really, Tyler and Kanye, they're both the same. Like, we'll get it when we get it is kind of how I feel on them. It, even Travis is the same way. Like, I'm just, it, I'm just not bored of Astroworld. But if I had an Astroworld CD, like, if, if I listened to the actual physical copy of Astroworld as much as I've streamed Astroworld, it mm-hmm. would, like, cease to exist. Wow. It would be wound, like, ground thin. That's how I feel I'm just about like, Rodeo still. I mean, I play them both like that. But, I mean, like, I'm just, like, so hungry for a Travis album. But really, Tyler, Travis, Kanye, like, I don't sweat the release dates for them because... Statistically, they really haven't had a miss. In my in my opinion, Cherry Bomb is the only one that I can kind of argue that 
maybe didn't hit as hard. I love for the that three of them. he still always defends Cherry Bomb, even on as as yeah. recent as Flower Boy. He's still like, I don't blame him for that. If that's, I mean, we already kind of drew still that got connotation. Off there. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, so yeah, yeah. I would choose. I would choose between CLB, Utopia, and New Kanye. I'm taking. I honestly just. I'm so deadly curious. For a new Kanye, especially after the divorce. See, and that's the thing. And then I want new Tyler. Man, I I really don't know when we're gonna like if I'm not gonna say that Kanye is gonna abandon religion. That's not at all where I think this is gonna go. I think but he'll go even further into it. Either further into it and really become a cult leader. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> but he's got a bunch of big like he has the Gap deal coming up. Like apparently late summer is when the first Gap visuals. Like he's got a lot going on, and then with this, like he's art. He was very open like about rap music loses him money, but he still does it because he enjoys doing it. I don't know if where we're gonna Kanye see Kanye from more, here. Though Kanye would not lose money. That's bullshit. That rap makes him lose money. How? How sway? How Kanye? <laughs> He talked about it in whatever he did. Was a, it in the JRE three-hour so. tirade? Yeah, I quit yeah. listening. It's it's borderline unlistenable. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know where or where he's gonna go from here. I feel like if it goes deeper into religion, I guess that he'll really become he'll a cult win, He'll win another Grammy for a Christian. Yeah, project. true. <laughs> he'll keep him rolling in, but nobody will have. A I don't chance. know. I mean, I'm a, if something else comes out, I'll be excited to listen. But I don't I don't hold any expectations for Kanye at this point. Okay. I like that. Uh, so the writing prompt. Yes, please. This week. Yes, please, sir. We don't have to do three things. We can we can call an audible on this one too. But the right. the prompt is named three things you absolutely hate doing. So that may be hard to pick three. Okay. What would you do to enjoy them more? Mine is cutting grass. Good. I despise cutting grass. I did that today. I feel you. I don't know why. I just hate. It. I hate it. What would you do to make it more fun? Well, it just says, yeah, to enjoy it more. I don't know. I guess get a, like a riding lawnmower. Yeah, I could see that. But I just, I, I don't enjoy it at all. Like, right. honestly, if you've seen, have you seen like the, the yard Roombas? Mm-hmm. They cut grass, but like in your yard, like a yeah, Roomba. smaller. Yeah. That is what I would do to enjoy it more. God, it's just so. Not oh my god, it's like I mean I guess it's different if you cut yards for like a living and there's a return other than your yard looking nice or if you cut hair like my my I guess my reason for not liking it is like it's just gonna grow back. Especially here, it grows back fast. Oh my it god, like in the fall. Well. Yeah, it's, it's the psychopaths that rake their leaves in the fall like every two days. Yeah. Hey. Wise guy, there's like 300,000 more yeah. red, yellow, and green leaves that are going to fall on your yard <laughs> tomorrow and the next day and three days from then. Yeah. Like, oh, man. I'm with you. It, it's like the definition of insanity. I, I think can't the do thing it. that I enjoy doing the least would be running, and um, the thing I would do to make it more enjoyable, um, I've noticed if I put on electronic music. <laughs> I was really just hoping you would say prosthetic legs. <laughs> <laughs> If I could have just a remote control that controlled my legs, that would be good. I would become a cyborg. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that would be even better. But if not, I can I throw on a little um, little Aphex Twin and just run for like ten hours. Okay, I was gonna ask you who who of electronic music. Aphex Twin, old Skrillex, but that yeah, I was about to say Dead Mouse, Dead Skrillex, Mouse, Skrillex. I I love pumping my fist. Steve Aoki. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, any anything like hypnotic like that. For some reason, when you're running, you know what it is. It's the BPMs of the song. 
make yeah, you just, more pumped yeah. too. I do, I'm about to go to the gym after this. Just go again. Fuck it. I'm running in khakis. Okay. Like Jake from State Farm. You can count on me. <laughs> um, I ain't got anything else for him. That's it. This is Daywalker. Featuring Corpse by Machine Gun Kelly. I'm I'm so proud that I've never I've not you sent Shout this to out me. To Corpse. Corpse husband is a streamer. Got really big streaming um, Among Us with PewDiePie and Moist Critical, and boom blew up. And he has a song called. Um, Push that motherfucker in the face. Shut up. Go ahead. I don't know anything about YouTube. Look up Corpse. Look up Corpse husband on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. I'm kind of rocking with this. I'm telling you, kind of goes. Shout out to the I want to know if I tell you a secret. I need someone to play And I see somebody talking with the mouth that's full of teeth I want to break Fight, 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 fight Yeah, yeah, they tried to kill me in the ride Tried to let me down so I ducked and ran away Put a gun to my face so I'll fucking catch a gas When I find this motherfucker and I lay him in his grave All these fucking rats are lies hey everybody thanks for listening to another episode of hooks lines and hip-hop we appreciate you spending your time with us don't forget to share us with your family and friends Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see ya!